On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Saturday, January 15th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, ready to break down a Saturday card. One of the biggest Saturday slates of the season so far. 13 games, and that's in spite of the fact three have been postponed. It could have been a 16-game card uh, if everything uh, was still on as scheduled. But even with the three postponed games, 13 games still remain. Uh, Let's get to it. We have... Three of them starting this afternoon. We'll start with Vancouver taking on Carolina. Uh, the Hurricanes, minus one, uh, 215, rather, home favorites, minus 230 in some spots. Five and a half, six the total, although it's mostly six right now, uh, shaded uh, to the under in this game. One of the stunning results of Thursday certainly was Carolina losing 6 nothing at home to the Columbus Blue Jackets in that game. It was not very good uh, at all. Uh, Carolina saying uh, a chance to redeem ourselves. Rod Brindamore, we get to come back and get better. Uh, it was a rough game, and uh, hopefully that's not a sign of things to come for Carolina without Jacob Slavin, who, of course, missed that game. And I talked about the uh, significance of his absence uh, for Carolina. He is their best defenseman, certainly all around, both ends of the ice, how dynamic he is, moves the puck well, doesn't always put up huge numbers, but certainly defensively missing him. And sure enough, they give up six goals uh, in that game against uh, Carolina. Uh, It was a pretty bad game in front of Anderson. Anderson wasn't all at fault for that performance, but certainly uh, the defense in front of Carolina, not a very good game from their standpoint. On the flip side, you got Vancouver uh, that has now come back down to earth a little bit, uh, finally, uh, under Bruce Boudreaux. And really, it's the same kind of problem that Calgary had. Remember, Calgary was playing well, and they got to test themselves against Florida, Tampa Bay, and Carolina in that three-game road trip, and Calgary fell short, losing all three games. Well, Vancouver's on the verge of losing all three games as well. They've already lost to Florida and Tampa Bay in back-to-back games, and now they get an angry uh, Carolina team after a uh, 6-0 shutout loss uh, in that uh, game against Columbus. So tough spot here for Vancouver. I know you're probably going to get a solid effort from them here. They don't want to go winless here on this three-game swing, but they're facing three of the best teams in the National Hockey League, and now they get Carolina in one of their worst performance after one of their worst performances of the entire season. So definitely a tough spot here for uh, the Canucks, and uh, you would expect Carolina to have a much stronger performance here in this game. I don't want to lay the price with Carolina, nor the regulation price is something. Is, is, I don't like the regulation price all that much uh, either, to be quite honest, uh, going into this game uh, here. I should point out, too, that the uh, – Vancouver Canucks have definitely been worse in afternoon games than Carolina. Carolina has been a little bit better uh, in afternoon games. So it's worth that. The way I'm going to approach this is because I do want to be on Carolina some way uh, after losing uh, the way they did against Columbus. And obviously they've been terrific at home. Uh, 
without Slavin bothers me. Uh, so we'll see if, you know, Vancouver can contribute. I le- lean to the full game over, but I'm going to stick with Carolina team total here uh, over three and a half in this one, which you can get right around even money, minus one, plus 100, minus 110, uh, depending on where you look. I do think you'll get to see them score uh, four goals here in this one. Keep in mind, Vancouver gave up five to Florida, four to Tampa Bay. And now they start Yarrow Halak in net, who hasn't played in a very long time, uh, giving Demko a little bit of a rest. So I think it's a perfect uh, situation all around. Carolina off an embarrassing shutout loss at home, facing a road-weary, jet-lagged Vancouver team with their backup, Halak, who's been hit or miss for the most part this year. So I'm going to go Hurricanes team total in this one. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Vancouver, Carolina? Yeah, we're kind of thinking along the same lines. I think Carolina's going to come out pissed off, and I think it's going to be pretty early. So I like the Hurricanes on the first period puck line at plus a dollar twenty-five, laying that half a goal. Uh, Vancouver, you know, they're starting to kind of settle back in into to reality after having that hot win streak. I mean, this is still going to be a team to worry about throughout the rest of the year. They could possibly be a, a fringe wild card contender if they get another hot run going, maybe after the All Star break, but. Uh, right now, it just seems like things are kind of settling down for them. Like I said, still being on the end of this, uh, the tail end of this road trip, and, and Carolina just having a, a absolute disastrous home performance too. If you would expect them to lose six nothing anywhere, you'd think it would be on the road, not not at home in front of their fans. So uh, I think they're going to come out with a spirited effort early. So I'll go with the first period puck line. All right, there you go. First period puck line for Alex uh, in this one, and you can uh, get uh, that at a pretty solid uh, price there, Carolina, on the uh, first period puck line. You can get minus a half, plus 125, plus 130 uh, is what we're looking at that with that price uh, right now. Uh, another game that takes place early this afternoon, Nashville uh, is in Boston taking on the surging, suddenly surging uh, Boston Bruins who have played much better hockey in recent games. Uh, Boston minus 155. Home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this one with the Predators and the Bruins. I'm taking a shot with Nashville here, actually, as a road underdog in this one. I like how it sets up for Nashville. They had the they had the same kind of performance Carolina did the other night. It was very lethargic, kind of flat. They did have 30 shots, but uh, unfortunately, I don't think they were a lot of them were as of high quality as you'd like to see. Buffalo gets the four to one win. Uh, certainly, I would think the Predators will want to play a whole lot better. Uh, here in this matchup against the uh, Bruins. They lost at home earlier this year to Boston 2-0. It's not easy to go against Boston right now. Four straight wins, I get that. But you saw Marshawn get a hat-trick against Montreal. Pasternak with all three goals and a hat-trick against Philly. You worry about this being a little bit of a flatter spot for them. They've had these kind of moments throughout the course of the season. And especially for the Bruins when they've played uh, you know, out-of-conference teams, they've not necessarily been as good against teams from the West uh, necessarily this year. So when I look at this particular matchup here early on, and plus the emotion and the excitement, I guess you could say, of Tuka Rask and his big return and his season debut for the Boston Bruins in that game against the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, certainly worry about that a little bit, especially with the fact that Boston has already confirmed he is not going to be back in net for a second straight game. It's going to be Linus Allmark uh, this afternoon getting the start for the Boston Bruins. I think with Nashville off a pretty... uh humbling loss to Buffalo. I know they didn't play horrible, but you could tell they were just a little bit more lethargic in that game. Uh, You see them play much better and think they're live at this price here, plus 135. So uh, Nashville, I'm going to take a shot here. Road underdog price, plus 135 against uh, Boston. And I think what's a favorable spot for the road team, maybe not so favorable for the home team. Alex, how do you see this one? Predators, Bruins. 
I feel like this could be a close game. I know somebody already mentioned in the chat, but I, I like the draw here at, at this spot. And you can get a, a pretty decent price. I'm seeing 335. Uh, that's one of the higher prices because we're actually kind of starting to see some movement with these draw numbers now where uh, I, I think the lowest one I saw is 295, 290. So, you know, people are kind of catching on with, with this play. Uh, and, and this feels like it could be one of those games that's 2-2 or 3-3 three, three after 60 minutes. Uh, like I said, you know, the the hype and, and and excitement with Rask, I think that's going to carry over for a while when he's playing, not necessarily with the when the rest of the guy guys are playing. So uh, they're they're in good form, but so is Nashville. And Nashville, you know, they want to bounce back after uh, that loss against Buffalo. They want to uh, get back on, on into their winning ways. So this could be a I think a a, a good paced back and forth game. But I like it to go to the draw at plus three thirty five. All right, there you go, and a nice price with the draw here with uh, Nashville and Boston. Uh, Alex going to take a shot that this game gets to either overtime or a shootout here with the uh, Nashville Predators uh, and the Boston Bruins. All right, we got the Washington Capitals and the New York Islanders now. Another afternoon. This is a final afternoon game taking place here on this Saturday slate. Washington uh, minus 130 uh, road favorites, five and a half being the total here uh, in this game. Uh, the Washington Capitals have definitely had a tough go of it lately. They are in a full-blown uh, funk and a full-blown uh, slump at the moment. No doubt about that. Four straight losses for Washington coming into this game. Overtime loss to Jersey, 5-1 to St. Louis. 3-2 loss in a shootout to Minnesota. And a 7-3 loss uh, to the Boston Bruins uh, in their last game where they actually started out strong and 2-0 lead early in the game. And then the roof kind of caved in on them. Uh, in that one they've had four days off we'll see if it benefits Washington here the time off maybe hit the reset button this team desperately needs something to try to stoke them a little bit they're actually only two and three this year on extended rest so that's an important factor uh, to keep in mind on the other side of the fence you got the New York Islanders who have put together three straight wins uh, from the uh, end of last year going into this year here in January the new year so they're on a three-game win streak Buffalo, Edmonton, and New Jersey, uh, those three victories. Uh, solid win against New Jersey, considering they were coming off a 12-day layoff. So give the Islanders uh, a lot of credit for that. Uh, look, I I'm not stepping in front of the Islanders here, and especially with the Capitals struggling. I mean, uh, there's a bunch of players that have talked about this openly for this team. Barzell, Beauvillier, Parisi, all saying, we know where we're at in the standings. We know we've got work to do, and we've got to start doing that work, as in, yeah, we've won three in a row, but we got to keep this up. You know, we just can't get complacent and say, hey, we've won three in a row. Everything's good. No, I mean, if they they view themselves as a playoff team, they see themselves as a team, Alex, that COVID-19 has hit them hard. The schedule early in the year hit them hard when they had to start the first month of the season on the road exclusively while they waited for their new arena to be ready to go. And that set them behind. They feel now with the schedule balancing out, getting easier, uh, and the fact that they're now getting healthier, they think they can make a run. And they've, they're they talking the talk. Like, we've won three in a row, but we think we can go on an even bigger run moving forward. So I think there's focus. I think there's an incentive here. This team thinks they're good enough to be postseason bound, and they know they've got serious work and wins to put up in order to make the playoffs. So that's incentive that I'm not going against. They're finally playing some good hockey, and Washington's not. And Washington's laying a price on the road. I get it. They've had some time off now to decompress after that ugly loss to Boston. But not with my money am I laying a price on the road with the Capitals right now. So it's a pass for me with just a lean here to the Islanders in this one. Alex, what do you think here? Isles caps. 
this is the other game that I like to go into overtime. I actually like this one a little bit more than uh, the Nashville Boston game. These two teams, like I said, you know, in kind of different modes right now, but both, you know, kind of fighting to get things back on track. Uh, and, and we've seen them play close games. You look at in the last five games that uh, five meetings they've had, one of them did go to overtime. The other two were one nothing finals. So uh, these are two teams that just kind of seem to play. And we know how the Islanders, the style that they want to play when they have things rolling is low and slow, more defensive minded, uh, you know, limiting chances. And you have to try to limit uh, shot chances and quality shot chances when you're playing a team like Washington. So, uh, this is definitely one. If, if the only thing I would be looking at playing here, and I already bet it about maybe 30 minutes ago, it's the draw plus 315. All right, draw plus 315. So that's draw uh, for Alex and back-to-back games, Nashville, Boston, and also Washington and the New York Islanders. All right, the rest of the games are at night, although keep in mind the start time for this next game. It's 6 p.m. Eastern, so this is very early in the evening. 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, 5 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Pacific for Columbus and Florida. Florida minus 280, home favorite, 6.5 the total in this one. They're a wagon right now. Florida, an absolute wagon at the moment. They cannot be stopped offensively at the at this point in time. Twenty and three, the home record now for this Florida Panthers team. Uh, in spite of the fact that they're still having trouble, just you know, getting the crowds where they should be for a team of this caliber uh, down there in Florida. But you hope at some point the fans in the South Florida latch on to how good this team's playing. They've been magnificent. Uh, a seven to one beatdown last night over the Dallas Stars. Uh, just embarrassed Dallas is essentially what they did. Made them look foolish. Made them look silly uh, in the defensive zone throughout that hockey game last night. Very impressive from the Florida Panthers. Uh, now, they are only one and three on a back-to-back this year. So, But again, no travel. It's a second straight home game for them. How about Columbus trying to keep it up after a uh, stunning 6 nothing shutout uh, over the Carolina Hurricanes in their last game? And a shutout for Elvis Merzlikens uh, in net. Uh, for the uh, Blue Jackets in that game. So uh, give him a lot of credit. He was very, very strong in between the pipes uh, for uh, the Jackets in that game. Of course, he's back in net tonight following that shutout. They're happy to have him because Daniel Tarasov and Jonas Corposalo are definitely not quite the uh, go- the goalies that can give uh, the Jackets the type of play Merzlikens can. Now, can Merzlikens keep this going? That's the question. It was a terrific start for him. He was very strong in net. But prior to that game, he kind of had some struggles on the road. Now he's playing a Florida team that right now offensively, they have just been, they have not been stopped since the start of the new year. In fact, you can go all the way back to late in December where eight straight games where this during the seven and one run, they have scored four, nine, five, six, six, uh, yeah, four, nine, five, six, five, four, five, seven. Those have been the number of goals they've scored uh, during that span, the uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, They've been hard to stop. Uh, That is a grand total, by the way, of 45 goals in the last eight games for the Florida Panthers. Think about that. 45 goals uh, in the last eight games. That's over five goals per game on average uh, during that stretch here. Maybe he plays well again, Merzlikens, and if he does, I'll tip the cap to him and uh, say, well done. But Florida is in that same boat for me right now, at least with their totals as Colorado. Whereas if you're going to keep their totals below seven and you're going to keep offering these six and a halfs or lower, I'm going to be compelled to keep betting them over. Florida is that way for me right now. Colorado is that way for me right now. And we saw yet another Colorado game go over the total of six and a half last night. That's what I'm on here is Columbus, Florida, 
uh, over six and a half. No confirmation in net for Florida tonight. It was Bobrovsky last night, but I'm I'm hearing that Spencer Knight is probably going to get the start here. He's just been called back up. He really had been fighting the puck a little bit in his most recent stretch that he played with Florida. They're going to hope that he's back on track. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but it looks like that uh, Spencer Knight, he was backing up Bobrovsky uh, in a backup role. 3.39 goals against average, 896 save percentage. Been a little bit of a sophomore slump, if you will, uh, for uh, Spencer Knight. Now he's going to get it back together at some point. I think he's too talented. There's too much upside. There's too much long-term potential for him. I think he'll be fine long-term. But right now I'm still going to have to see evidence that he is going to put it together and play better in between the pipes. And even with the Blue Jackets struggles defensively for the last month or so, the one thing Columbus has been able to do is score. They showed that against uh, Carolina. This uh, Shinnikov, keep an eye on him. I think there's a guy to keep looking at for goal scoring props right now. He had two against Carolina. He scored against New Jersey. Uh, Igor Shinnikov uh, for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. He's only 21 years old. He's a very talented, skilled player. You put him suddenly with Bjorkstrand and a revitalized Patrick Lyonet as well, who has played well lately for the Blue Jackets. And uh, I definitely think you're going to see Columbus score. And with all due respect to the Jackets shutting out Carolina Thursday night, let's see you do it again. You know, and let's see Merzlikens do it again against a Florida team that, as I said, 45 goals in the last eight games. It's pretty damn impressive. So I like over six and a half here, Jackets and Panthers. Alex, what do you think here, Columbus, Florida? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're not going to see a shutout from either one of these teams today. This is going to be uh, a fun game, and it's going to be a lot of scoring. Uh, six and a half makes sense. I am going to maybe test the water a little bit and and wait and play this in game and try to get a six just to be be you know better safe than sorry. First period total, we can forget about that. That's already at like 190. I think I'm actually seeing some twos pop up in some other places. So, because uh, these are the two best teams right now as far as first period overs go, you could take a shot with a two, but I would just feel better playing with the, the full game over. Try to get a, a better adjusted price at six. Uh, you know, I'd rather lay a dollar 40 with six than lay a dollar 25 with six and a half. Yeah, good uh, good consideration. You just hope you don't get one of these damn games where it's like one nothing yeah. in the first two minutes or one one. Yeah, in the exactly. Five minutes. Which yeah, which you can really good. have with these two teams. That that's the way that they've been scoring. It, the pace has yeah. been uh, electric early for both both of these clubs. Yeah, but that's and that's but um, that's always the risk you run though. Of course, with yeah. waiting in game, you just take that risk and you hope that maybe you get at least a scoreless first five minutes, and there you go. You'll suddenly yeah. see a, a great value price. I mean, like up. I said, it, you're probably going to have to wait like that, even two minutes in. Like, yeah. if you if there's no score after two minutes, then you definitely want to jump in on that over. But but five minutes might actually be, be a bit too far. So, Yeah, exactly. So that, that it's always, yeah, it's, it's basically, oh, we're taking a risk here that we're not going to see any action here in the first five minutes, but sometimes it's worth it to get the better price, and you just hope that's going to end up being the case here with the uh, Jackets and the uh, Panthers. So Alex is going to wait uh, until in-game for some betting potential, uh, and I like over six and a half here, Jackets uh, and the uh, Panthers. By the way, I forgot to mention this about Caps Islanders. If, like I say, I'm very, uh, very leery of unders overall as a better. But if I were to look at that game from a total standpoint, I would lean under. Even after the layoff, an Islanders game still stayed under against New Jersey. Uh, I think D- they're going to be solid defense. I think Washington really knows. Hey, we got to we got to sh- wake up defensively. We gave up seven to Boston, and then before they had a game where they gave up five to St. Louis. So you would think the Capitals are going to try to dig in a little bit better at the defensive end so the under makes some sense to me at least in that capitals game uh, against the new york islanders all right so columbus florida i like over we'll move on to buffalo and detroit 
Uh, Detroit minus 160 uh, home favorites in this game, five and a half the total uh, across the board here in this one. How about those Buffalo Sabres? Uh, very, very solid win in their last game, 4-1 against Nashville. What was even more stunning is that it's the first good performance all year from Aaron Dell. And we didn't necessarily expect anything like that for a guy that's been just hemorrhaging goals uh, left and right. He will be in net tonight for Buffalo, I'm sure of it, even though it hasn't been confirmed yet. How could you not? He gave you a 4-1 win. Uh, on the road against a very good Nashville Predators team uh, in his last game. You would definitely expect him to be a net. Um, I'm seeing some, yeah, Demko, by the way, has just been uh, confirmed for Vancouver. I do want to point that out. So the site that I mentioned, Allmark earlier, seems to have been incorrect. Let me uh, just let me just uh, double check here. Uh, Allmark will be a net Saturday versus Nashville says Matt Port. Let's make sure we hunt this down. We don't want any conflicts. This has been happening a lot lately here in terms of, uh, yeah, there's someone that's uh, saying that, uh, yeah, a lock is on uh, COVID protocol. So that's what so that change has just just been made. Oh, just been made. Okay, there you yeah. go. So it is Demko. All right, uh, for Vancouver here, uh, and I still like the team total for what it's worth. Anyway, for Carolina, it's not going to change my bet personally. I still like Carolina yeah. team total over three and a half. But there you go. No halak today. It is. Thatcher Demko. Again, it was going to be Halak for sure, um, but now it will be a Thatcher Demko because Halak is in COVID protocol. So there we go. Just wanted to update that. All right, back to Buffalo, Detroit. Like I say, we don't have confirmed goalies here, but I would expect uh, Aaron Dell after you know his best game of the year and leading the Sabres to a 4-1 win uh, on the road against the uh, Predators to be in net. Nadelkovic has been confirmed as the uh, starter here for Detroit. We got Detroit off a 3-0 shutout loss uh, to the Winnipeg Jets. Very impressive game from Winnipeg. Uh, Hellebuck was solid in that uh, a team that had lost seven, one call to Colorado in the game before that victory against Detroit. So it kind of figured the uh, Winnipeg jets would play a pretty solid game. They did uh, Detroit will look to bounce back Detroit struggling though, four straight losses uh, entering uh, this game. I'm taking a plunge here with, I'm going to bet this one two ways. I'm going to look over five and a half here because I'm, I'm not totally sold on Dell doing it again. But I'm also going to take the plus price with Buffalo because what if he does actually play well again? And the concern for me, Alex, is Detroit's not really lighting the lamp at the moment. You know, in theory, this should be a spot against Aaron Dell where they can finally get some offense. But you look at the last uh, four games for the Detroit Red Wings, they've scored just five goals in the last four games combined. So this team's really had trouble finding the back of the net. So the way I see it is Buffalo, if they win, it could end up being low scoring because Detroit's probably not going to score that much if Buffalo wins. And Buffalo, to me, I trust them at this price more than Detroit, you know, struggling right now, laying a number like this. You know, this is Detroit laying a number like this. is This is the Detroit Red Wings here we're talking about that are, you know, minus 180 favorites in this game. And keep in mind, the Buffalo Sabres in that 4-1 win against, against Nashville, while they're still banged up with their goaltending and middle stat, uh, Drake Kajula uh, and some others are still out. They're getting healthier. Kyle Ocposo's come back from an injury. Jacob Bryson, the young blue liner, has returned from a recent absence. Uh, Alex Tuck missed some time. He's back. He came back against Nashville. Dylan Cousins is healthy again. It's a Buffalo team that's getting healthier, and that was a nice win on the road against a solid Nashville team. And they've been close games with these two teams. I think there's very good value on Buffalo, even with Dell uh, in net. But I'm also going to take the over in case we get the return of the old uh, Aaron Dell previous to the game against Nashville, which is very possible. 
uh, as in this game. So I'm going to bet this one two ways. Buffalo is an underdog at a big price here. You can find the Sabres at around plus uh, 140 to plus 150 right now, even plus 155 at DraftKings. Great price there. It's even pushing plus 160 uh, in some spots. It's a very good price for two teams that are much closer to even than this money line price indicates in my mind. And I'm also going to look over five and a half just in case we don't get a duplicate performance from Arendell. And believe me, that's very possible. Alex, what do you think here? Sabres, Red Wings. Yeah, I'm going with that full game over five and a half because it is more than likely Arendell in net. So, uh, you know, a blind squirrel finds a nut and a broken clock is right twice a day. That doesn't mean Arendell's going to come back with another great performance. So I like the over here at five and a half. All right, there it is, over 5.5, minus 120 with the uh, Sabres uh, and the Red Wings for Alex in this one. Uh, Toronto, St. Louis, we've got the uh, Leafs here, minus 190 to minus 200. Massive uh, road favorites here in this game, total 5.5 across the board, uh, Leafs and the Blues. Uh, and both of these teams dealing with some COVID issues. The Leafs just are getting Mitch Marner and Pierre Engvall back. At, you know, clearing the COVID protocol list. And just as that happens, they add Justin Hall, Nick Ritchie, and Andre Kasha uh, to the COVID protocol list. So you get a couple back and you put another three. That being said, that pales in comparison to what the St. Louis Blues are dealing with right now. A lot of key players that are be- uh, out for them. Buchnevich, Shen, Pareko, Peron, uh, Tarasenko, all of them out tonight. Uh, because they are on the COVID-19 protocol list. So it is a very, very thin St. Louis team, uh, especially up front where they've really been hit hard uh, with these uh, absences. So you're definitely going to see some changes in their lineup. Uh, you're going to see tonight, it looks like Barbashev, O'Reilly, and Cairo, your top line, Saad, Thomas, Neal, uh, the second line, Clem Costin, who's been pretty solid at times, Oscar Sunquist, Dakota Joshua, the third line, Nathan Walker, Tyler Bozak, and you're going to have to find someone to uh, fill that spot, probably someone from the taxi squad. And then the blue line, like I said, missing uh, Colton Pareko uh, as well, one of their better blue liners. And look, uh, first game without all of these guys against Seattle, give them credit, they found a way to win, but just a narrow 2-1 to victory against a slumping Seattle Kraken team uh, in that one. Toronto coming off a frustrating loss to Arizona, and it was frustrating because they did everything but score. They had a million shots, a million chances, just could not find... Uh, more than that one shot from Austin Matthews that beat Karel Vimelka uh, in that game for the uh, Coyotes. So I do like the Leafs to win. I would consider maybe Leafs in regulation. They are very much shorthanded and ravaged right now, the Blues. Haven't bet it yet, but certainly lean a little to the Leafs uh, in regulation here. The one issue, though, is Blues have been lights out at home, you know, Enterprise Center. It's just a question of can this depleted lineup rise up and keep that run going? Don't sleep on the fact that they have a 13-game point streak at home entering this game. 12-0-1 for the St. Louis Blues at the Enterprise Center uh, in their last 13 home games. So for that reason, I'm kind of gun-shy on the Leafs, but I absolutely do lean their way at least uh, in regulation. You can get a better price with that. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Toronto, St. Louis. Yeah, this game's going to be a pass for me because you look at the history with Toronto playing St. Louis. They have not done well. They lost 19 of the last 26 meetings. Uh, that's going back quite a ways. We're talking about, uh, you know, a lot of different Blues teams, some better than others. Uh, you know, in Toronto, for as good as they've been throughout the years in the regular season, uh, for them to still have that kind of a mark, that that's saying something. So with that, and then, of course, throwing in the COVID issues for both clubs, I don't really have a good feel on this one. So it's going to be a stay away from you. Nothing wrong with that stay away. And you're right. And the St. Louis home streak is very impressive. You know, and at the point where, look, even against Seattle, they found a way to win. At some point, I think with 
who they're missing up front, especially like these aren't just, you know, depth forwards that they're without tonight. You're without David Perron, who's had a great year. You're without Vladimir Tarasenko, who's definitely been a, it's a, been a resurgent player this year. Braden Shen, one of your better two-way forwards. I mean, you're missing three really key forwards. Buchnevich as well uh, for the Blues, uh, who's been uh, obviously very solid in his first year with this team after getting him from the Rangers. So it's a lot of absences up front, So, but we'll see if they can overcome it. You're right about that series history, though, with the Leafs in St. Louis. It's been a tough place for them to win uh, over the years. All right, we go to Dallas and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay minus 240. Uh, home favorites, six the total, shaded to the under. Uh, the Dallas Stars just their their road record. It's uh, it continues to be uh, the anchor around their neck right now. Uh, it's just for some reason they have not been able to figure it out uh, away from home. Another road loss last night and a blowout one at that uh, against the Florida Panthers uh, by a score of seven to one. Uh, Tampa Bay has now won two straight against Buffalo and Vancouver for their last five. Uh, so they've definitely played better hockey. Uh, Rick Bonus has gone to this well a lot. And at some point, you know, do people get tired of hearing him rant and rave? But again, last night, very, very upset with his team, calling them out, saying a no-show uh, in that game against the Florida Panthers, saying I'm sick and tired of losing road games. We've got to find a way to have better mental toughness away from home. He's right about that. How can you have the home record you have if you're Dallas and be just a completely different team uh, away from home all season long. That's the way it's been. Uh, I mean, in ter- terms of home road splits, there's no greater home road split right now in the National Hockey League uh, than the Dallas Stars. Uh, the difference in their performance at home to on the road has been noticeable. Uh, it's been night and day. Uh, there's no question about that. And now it becomes a question of can they figure it out? I mean, they're 14 and four at home. They're four and 12 uh, on the road. Uh, that ends up being the question here uh, going into this one. Back-to-back situation for the Dallas Stars after playing in Florida uh, last night. They're 2-3 and three, uh, on a back-to-back this year. 1-2 one and one, uh, one and two after a loss on a back-to-back uh, this year. It's a pass for me. I'm, I'm definitely not going to really get involved in this game uh, too much. Uh, total sitting at 6, but, you know, Dallas, after giving up a 7 spot, probably going to want to sh- uh, really tighten it up a little bit after just, you know, really embarrassing themselves at the defensive end. You wouldn't have known Essa Lindell and and some of these uh, defensemen for the uh, Dallas Stars are, were any good watching them last night. Klingberg, Essa Lindell, all of them had a miserable night. You know, and the Florida Panthers made them look like turnstiles. It was ugly to see how porous the Stars' blue line played in that game. Now, Florida, you got to credit them for making Dallas look that way. But still, it was not pretty at all for the Dallas Stars. They looked like they were standing still and just letting Florida make all these fancy dancy dangle plays with the puck uh, all night long against them. So we'll see if they can shore it up defensively. I do think they'll play much better tonight, but will it be enough to win? I'm not so sure. I'd actually, I'm tempted by the big plus number in this uh, spot after Dallas kind of got read the riot act, but I don't think I trust them enough. Alex, what do you think here? Stars lightning. Yeah, Dallas, they're going to want to play better defensively, but, you know, we all want a lot of things. That doesn't mean we're going to actually have it happen. So uh, I like the over here in the first period, laying a dollar twenty-five. I like the over in the full game at even money, uh, getting a six here. Tampa Bay's just been hot right now, getting that offense rolling back again. And I think Dallas will be able to contribute on the scoreboard, unlike they were last night. I think they'll be able to get a, a couple more goals. Vasilevsky has not been the brick wall we've seen in recent years. So uh, I, I like this first period over, full game over. I think – to probably see about a 5-2, 6-2 win, but more likely for Tampa. All right, there you go. Like in a first period over and full game over, which in a lot of spots you can find six with the full game over, but DraftKings 
always coming through for us here. And we're not just saying that because they uh, sponsor the show with THPN and the Ice Guys, but five and a half, you can find that with yeah. the full game total right now at DraftKings minus 120. So there you go. If you like the full game over, find that five and a half. I actually do like the over a little bit. If, if you can, especially if you can find a five and a half in this one, that's when I'd be interested in it. Uh, Rangers and the Flyers. You've got uh, New York minus 150 road favorites in this game, five and a half being the total uh, with the Rangers and the uh, Flyers. Uh, this is an interesting one because of the spot here for the Rangers. They were on the West Coast uh, through the California swing, uh, playing, of course, Anaheim, LA, and San Jose in consecutive games. Uh, and of course, and actually they played Vegas before that. So really it was a four game uh, road trip for the Rangers. Two and two split, three nothing shutout win against the Sharks a couple days ago. Now they go back to the East and they make this stop in Philly for a road game against the Flyers. And then they finally go home and they will play the uh, Leafs on Wednesday night uh, following this game. So it's a little bit of that odd scheduling spot. And I remember, I think it was Carolina being in this uh, spot yep. against Philadelphia. The they came Thanksgiving. back and won, did they not? Mm-hmm, they, they did. did. Yep. They did. And I remember they started slow, though. They had a really yep. rough first period. This could be your Flyers' first period look in this game. That's the thing that yeah. stuck out to me. I will have a small bet on that. Philly first period in this game. Do I trust Philly for the full game against the Rangers? Hell no. No way. I mean, the Rangers are the better team right now. The Flyers are struggling, but Flyers got kind of embarrassed by, not embarrassed by Boston, but they started slow. They did battle back, but it's another loss. This team, you know, at some, they've, they've been bad. They've lost six in a row. I get it. It's hard to back them, but they really, really do have a significant little situational edge in their favor. And I remember, and we remember that the Flyers pounced on a very good Carolina Hurricanes team earlier this year in an afternoon this is a night game but uh still in the same spot that the rangers are in where they were coming back from a california road trip playing this one game in philly and then going home and carolina was going home after that game in philly as well just like the rangers are going home to madison square garden uh, after this game tonight so i could see the first period plus price for philadelphia being worth a look here uh, in this game and that's about it as far as the total goes Look, I think the Rangers, the, yes, they still can score and very offensively capable, but with Shesterkin back, I'm not in a rush to run out there, Alex, with overs with the Rangers, with Shesterkin back. And, you know, we're going to assume that he's going to be in net. Yes, it looks like he's been confirmed. Carter Hart for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. I mean, he was absolutely magnificent uh, against San Jose in that 3 nothing shutout win, Shesterkin. And to think he was out for a period of time and didn't look there like there was any rust, any you know, shakiness at all. He looked like he was totally in rhythm. He was seeing the puck well. He was on his angles. Uh, he was looking like the Shesterkin we've seen all year, even with the time that he was away. So uh, not easy to bet an o- over right now with him and net. He has definitely been one of the best goalies in the NHL this year. He's played that well. But in the first period, I do uh, have a small bet on Philly here because they really do have a little bit of a situational factor uh, in their favor uh, in this one. So plus price here, Flyers first period for me. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Rangers, Flyers? Yeah, this is going to be a live bet game for me, but I am going to kind of lead off and, and kind of tail what you're doing with the first period, but I'm just going to play Flyers to score the first goal at plus $1.05. Uh, like I said, because maybe that you know shakes things up. The Rangers wake up, they can get a, game, a goal to tie it up. Then that way, I mean, if it's 1-1, you just push on, on the money line. Uh, no loss there, but uh, I just feel like this might be, you know, want to wait and see what kind of New York team we get tonight. Like I said, Shesterkin and that feel more comfortable with him, obviously, than Georgiev. 
But the thing you want to look at is if they are going to lay an egg, then hell, you'll still be able to get a, a good price adjusted with uh, with Philly. If they, you know, kind of show some effort early, but then they tail off late, you'll find a way to, to, to grab that two in game as well. So I just want to see what exactly I'm getting from this Ranger team on the end of that. Like I said, that's a weird spot being on the West Coast and then having to play one more game on the out east before getting it truly back home. So, uh, like I said, we saw Carolina lay an egg in that spot. Maybe the Rangers do as well, as well, and, and you know, uh, but it just it's like I said, early is the way to to kind of look at this and then see if things change. They make adjustments in the last forty minutes. Yeah, definitely, it's a uh, good in-game betting opportunity or type of in-game. It is a good game for in-game betting, definitely. I would say that for sure. Anaheim, Chicago. Uh, next up, we got the uh, Blackhawks minus one fifty to minus one sixty in some spots here uh, as home favorites at the UC. Uh, the United Center, five and a half the total in this one. Anaheim, a uh, good game for me last night with Minnesota. Took him in regulation, took the over as well uh, with Minnesota. Uh, Anaheim last night and the uh, Minnesota Wild. Uh, very impressive uh, performance, 7-3 win uh, over the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, they ended up chasing uh, the starting goaltender, Anthony Stolarz, uh, from the net last night. And Lucas uh, Dostal uh, had to finish the game. Uh, for the Anaheim Ducks. And of course, John Gibson's still out. So they're in a pickle tonight. Either have to start the young kid, Dostal, who I think might have been scheduled to play this game anyway on the back-to-back, or you go back to Stolarz after he was pulled last night. So they're in a tricky situation here, the uh, Anaheim Ducks. They've not been good on the road. I said that yesterday when we teed up that game with the Ducks in the wild. Seven and uh, uh, 11 on the road compared to a winning record at home. That's not great. Uh, they're banged up beyond belief. The Troy Terry absence is significant. You saw the impact of that last night. Uh, Adam Henrique is out indefinitely still with the lower body injury uh, for them. Sonny Milano, uh, who's actually given them some uh, really good minutes, good performances, and they've elevated him to a top six role this year for the Ducks. He left last night's game with an upper body injury, and he may not play tonight for the Ducks either. So they're dealing with their share of issues. So is Chicago. I mean, Chicago's got Kirby Dock. Dylan Strom on COVID protocol, Jake McCabe uh, as well on that list as well. Uh, how long he remains there remains undetermined. Seth Jones uh, as well for the uh, Blackhawks. So they've got their share uh, of absences here for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks at this point in time. This is just a game all over the place. I have slightest of leans to the over at five and a half because, you know, I don't know if I trust the Ducks defensively at the moment or their goaltending in a spot like this back-to-back on the road. Chicago has kind of tightened it up, though, the last few games again uh, that they've played. So it's just a small kind of lean to the over. I don't know if I'll get there with it, but that's the only thing I'd consider in this game. At the, at the current price, Chicago does have the situational edge, but ain't going to see me interested in them at minus 160, I'll tell you that. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Ducks, Blackhawks. Yeah, I'm going to be going with the first period over here. I've been riding these two teams uh, quite a bit now with that that trend, and we saw it at cash early and uh, and big for us uh, yesterday. It was a th- three to one at the end of, the, of 20 minutes. So, uh, like I said, with Dostal, he was supposed to start already uh, t- tonight. More than likely, he'll be getting the start again. So, you know, you're talking about a guy's playing. You know, only supposed to play three periods this weekend. Now he's going to probably play five or or, or more. Uh, and he's he's a decent goalie. His numbers in the HL aren't that great, but also San Diego goals aren't that great either. So you have to kind of take those with a, a little grain of salt. But uh, I think the Hawks will have enough to to get some offense rolling here again. The, you know, they've been playing some decent hockey. Lucky to get that win against Montreal the other night. That weird 
uh, overtime goal. I thought, thought it was going to get waved off and ended up counting. So uh, I think this is going to be, a, like I said, a, more of a struggle spot for Anaheim coming off of how bad that loss was last night. It's not, you know, sometimes you always just assume, oh, they might bounce back after a, a beating like that. But I don't think it's going to be uh, immediate. And like I said, the goaltending issue there is obviously a big deal and missing Troy Terry as well. That hurts with them offensively. So I like it just the first period over. I think things might calm down. So if the, if the cash is 1-1 one, one or 2-1, you might be able to get a great live under going uh, as well. So that's something I'll have circled too. Yeah, there's no doubt first period over was as easy as it got last night. And it's only minus 115 in most spots here. Uh, first period over tonight with Anaheim, Chicago. So you get a really solid number with that. Uh, if you are going to tail what Alex is recommending here with uh, the first period over, you don't get many of them at minus 115 type prices these days. There's uh, no denying that uh, whatsoever. So interesting to see if the uh, Ducks will respond following a tough night that they had uh, in Minnesota when they've been on a back-to-back. I do want to caution you. One thing about Anaheim, 4-2 and two on a back-to-back this year, 3-0-1 oh, off a loss on a back-to-back this year. So it's another reason yeah. why, you know, Chicago, don't lay the price with them tonight. That's a dangerous one. Well, and the list. thing with that is, I mean, that was also, we're talking about the combo of, of Gibson uh, and Stolarz. And Stolarz has been one of the better backups yeah. in the league this year. So that's really kind of the reason for that number. Like I said, when you take Gibson out of the equation and Stolarz getting run last night, that, that makes things a lot different. Don't no question. And now Stolarz is, uh, you know, having to play uh, quite a bit because of the absence of uh, John Gibson. So that's changing the way things are shaking out for the uh, goaltending um, a rotation, if you will, for the uh, Anaheim Ducks uh, in recent games. All right. We're going to pause just for a second before we get to the last uh, four games on the Saturday card. We'll also throw in tomorrow's lone Sunday game, Vancouver and Washington. There will be no ice guys show tomorrow. There's only one game, and we will talk about that one uh, at the end of today's show. Uh, So we'll take tomorrow off and then come back on Monday. And Monday, it looks like as of right now, barring any postponements, we'll have eight games coming up on Monday. So uh, Monday's card looks like it'll be a pretty good one. So uh, no show tomorrow, but we'll talk about the one Sunday game uh, after uh, the Saturday card. Uh, In the meantime, we want to let you know, of course, about DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL and the NHL. The NFL playoffs start today. They're here. DraftKings Sportsbook is kicking things off with a huge offer, counting down to Super Bowl 56. Uh, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game this weekend. You bet just $5 on that team, and you can win $280 in free bets if your team wins. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state, you can still play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN. While this wildcard weekend today, tomorrow, and Monday at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, must be 21 years of age or older, must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, download the DraftKings app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. Uh, all right, it is... Um, uh, let me just uh, Terry Edelman's asking a good question in the uh, chat. Will the show be uh, no, the show's still going to be 2 p.m. Eastern on uh, 
on um, yeah. Monday. Still going to be the same if time. We, right? If we like anything in that Buffalo-Detroit game that starts at, at noon, uh, I think it's like 1 Eastern or whatever, we'll yeah. just like tweet it out. We will. We'll tweet it out yeah. uh, definitely on the uh, show. Uh, so Detroit and Buffalo, because it's a rematch, actually. They're playing in Detroit tonight, and they're playing in Buffalo. The bottom line is, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give you an analysis today, right now, actually, with that game. If it's Dell, we're going to look at the over, probably. That's the way we're probably going to look at that <laughs> right. game, Detroit, just like we're doing tonight yeah. uh, in the game with the uh, Sabres and the Red Wings. That's our lean right now for two days from now with that uh, Detroit and Buffalo game. And you know what I'd probably do? These are two teams that are interchangeable, Detroit and Buffalo. Whoever loses tonight, maybe you back them on Monday. Yeah. You can look uh, that at that sense. because yeah. I don't think either team's good enough to beat the other two in a row. <laughs> That's no, the way right. I see it, especially without inconsistent and up and down they've been uh, all year. So those could be the angles I look at in that Monday game. Bet the loser of tonight's game in that Monday rematch, Red Wings and Sabres. And if Dell's in that, maybe bet the over as well. So there you go. There's your analysis for 1 p.m. On, uh, <laughs> on Monday. <laughs> analysis on the fly right here for two days from now, right here uh, on the ice, guys. All right, let's rewind the clock and turn back to Saturday now because we've still got uh, four games left. We'll go to Colorado and Arizona next. Uh, we've got Colorado minus 400 road fade. Favorite sixth of the total in this game. Obviously, this price pales in comparison to last night, this game being in Arizona. So Colorado still not as favored as they were last night, which was minus 700. And Chris Otto on Twitter said they were minus 760 in some spots yeah. at the clo- at opening puck drop last night uh, against the Arizona Coyotes. And if you laid that just astronomical price with Colorado, and you're one of those bridge jumpers out there, as Paulie Howard says, uh, you know, <laughs> You were definitely holding your breath uh, down the stretch of that game. That's a subtle reminder, at least for me, if not for you guys. Don't ever lay minus 700 in an NHL game. Just don't do it. I mean, it's it's still a league of professional hockey players, the best the world has to offer. Even the absolute worst teams uh, in the National Hockey League can win on a given night and compete. We already saw Arizona knock off Toronto. Uh, earlier this week we saw the coyotes battle colorado very tough and the one thing arizona has shown recently alex is a great deal of fight a great deal of battle are they a good team no of course not they're eight and 27 but what they have done in the last few games they lose in a shootout to colorado they beat toronto they lose by two to nashville uh, and they were competitive in that game they beat chicago six four uh they lose 3-1 to Winnipeg, but it was an empty net goal for the Jets that sealed it. They were right in that game. Uh, They lose in a shootout to San Jose. They beat Anaheim in overtime. They lose by a goal to the Rangers. The point is, they've been right there in every recent game, the Arizona Coyotes. They have not been blown out. They have not been humiliated. They have been ultra-competitive. So, you know, if you took the uh, puck line with Arizona, you could have taken them plus one and a half, uh, plus two and a half. I mean, you could have gotten even a plus price at plus two and a half uh, with yep. the Arizona Coyotes last night and obviously would have cashed it with relative ease. Um, I'm actually I, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about at least a puck line bet here uh, on the uh, Arizona Coyotes tonight. Probably obviously not money line. I'd want, you know, to be safe because I don't know if they win, but you can get plus one and a half plus one thirty five with the Arizona Coyotes here on the puck line. They're at home. They lost a tough one last night. Colorado on the road. We saw them lose to Nashville uh, earlier this week. Uh, They haven't exactly been dominant on the road. Let's not forget Chicago, the road game before the Nashville game. They won in overtime, 4-3. You know, Chicago played them toe-to-toe. 
you know, and Colorado has had difficulty winning games by margin lately, especially on the road. And then you look at Arizona, they've not been a team that has lost games by margin uh, recently. So I, I kind of like this puck line here, plus one and a half at around plus 135 here with Arizona. And you're right, a big reason why they've played better. Clayton Keller's been magnificent lately. Uh, no question. He has picked it up for the Arizona Coyotes. They need him playing that way uh, routinely. You know, that's someone they they need to count on, especially with who they're without this year, uh, especially because a lot of their other offensive pieces have uh, kind of underachieved uh, to this point in the year. And the person I'm thinking of specifically is Phil Kessel. I know he's got 25 points, but only five goals. You need more, I think, goal scoring from him. But Keller's been good. 13 goals, 14 assists, 27 points in 35 games this year uh, for the Coyotes. He has scored a goal, I believe, for the uh, Arizona Coyotes in six of the last eight games. Uh, so he has been very good lately. You could even look at a goal scorer prop for Keller in my mind tonight. Definitely something worth a look. Uh, plus one and a half with Arizona is tempting. I'll probably have a small bet on that. A good point in the chat. Landeskog is expected uh, to return tonight for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Of course, he's been in COVID protocol for the last couple of games. He's been cleared uh, after missing the last three games. So he, Gabe Landeskog will be back for the Avalanche tonight, which means uh, that top line should be uh, intact tonight and back together again. So I'll have small bet on Arizona puck line, but I'm going to go over six and a half for sure. I've said it yesterday. I said it in the Nashville game, the Toronto game, every recent Colorado game. If the totals are going to remain six and a half and these totals are still going to keep going over like they have been, I'm going to keep betting them. And that's exactly yeah. what I'm going to do here. Colorado, Arizona, over six and a half tonight. Alex, uh, what do you think here with the Avs and the Coyotes? Well, pretty much the same concept with uh, Colorado and Florida. I'm going to wait in game and get uh, try to get first period over and full game over. I did that last night with the first period over. It was as high as 190 before before puck drop. It dropped down to about 145 before we got the first goal. So, it was, I mean, that's still pretty high, but that's within my threshold, especially, like I said, with these two teams, the way they're scoring. It's not so much about, you know, uh, you can't, you're not going to get a plus price. You can forget about that, but you just want to get a better price, uh, you know, limit the damage in your bankroll if, in case it loses. So uh, first game over, first period over and full game over, but grab those in game, wait about two or three minutes. And uh, it was, it was about maybe seven minutes before we saw the first goal last night. Yeah, exactly. And that's going to be perfect for your uh, situation and for what you're looking to do. If you get a seven minute scoreless start to this hockey game, you're going to get a terrific in game number. Uh, at that particular point in time. And I think you might see that this could be one of those games where first 10 minutes or so, it's actually pretty quiet. And then it explodes as the game goes on. Uh, you could definitely see that be the case here tonight between uh, these two teams, by the way, it's going to be Corel Vamelka in net for Arizona uh, for the first time, of course, since that terrific outing against Toronto. Uh, but we remember what he did the last time he had a terrific performance against Winnipeg. You know what happened the next game he started? He shit the bed. That's yep. what happened. Uh, he did not play well at all. I think he gave up seven or something to Vegas. Mm -hmm. It was ugly for Vanelka. Yeah. And that's the thing with him. He's a young guy. Yeah, he's capable of playing great, but he has shown consistently after a, one of his best games of the year, he can't sustain it. You know, the yep. shutout against Winnipeg, yeah, he gave up seven the next time out against Vegas. Then he went into a bit of a funk starting with that game. So, and it's not to say he's going to be inconsistent for his career, but the thing is they're they're going to burn him out. I mean, this guy's facing 45, 50 shots in the regular. Uh, I don't care. You can be the best goalie in the world. You're going to get burnt out at some point. Yeah, again, the shot volume that he's got and the rubber 
that basically he's got to face every night is definitely a concern. Darcy Kemper will start tonight for the uh, Avalanche, which is not a surprise. They saved him for tonight because, look, it's his return to Arizona. He was a former Coyote. Figured they'd give him that game. And he might play well. That's the one thing that concerns you for the over is that Kemper in Arizona starting here uh, against his former team. You get a good effort from him, but he's been kind of fighting it lately too. Let's not forget he's given up three goals or more for three of his last four starts to Chicago. He gave up three Toronto. He gave up three and got pulled in that game. And then the five goals he allowed against Nashville. So, you know, Kemper's not exactly been locking it down lately. So hopefully that's the case. We get this game uh, over the total again with the avalanche tonight. All right. Los Angeles, Seattle, uh, LA minus minus one twenty. Uh, road favorites, five and a half being the total uh, in this game. I'm on the Kings here, Alex. I mean, it's just Seattle to me is just, uh, they're not winning. They're fine. They're close. They were better. They've been better the last couple games. They've been a lot better the last couple games against Colorado and St. Louis. But at the end of the day, what do they get for their efforts? Uh, they get a loss at the end of the day. That's all that, That's all there is to it. 4-3 against Colorado. Yeah, they battled. But they also took advantage of an avalanche team that was, you know, in between the win- the game against Toronto and then playing Nashville in their next game and maybe not their best performance against us, Seattle. And that allowed the Kraken to hang around. Uh, after that, we saw the uh, Kraken uh, lose to Dallas 5-2 uh, in Dallas, where, of course, they've been absolutely uh, terrific at home all year. And then in the last game, again, commendable effort, competitive, nothing to, you know, nothing to be upset about or ashamed about. The effort was there, the work ethic, the, you know, they were right in that game but could not find a way, and they lose 2-1 to one to St. Louis uh, in their last game. That's been uh, Seattle, you know, close but no cigar, you know, in a lot of their games lately. And we're now pricing them, or minus 120 here, against an L.A. Kings team that I really like the way they're playing right now. 5-1 and one in their last six games. They beat Vancouver in a shootout, beat Philadelphia 6-3, shut out Detroit 4-0, beat a very good Rangers team 3-1, and beat a very good Pittsburgh team, 6-2, to two, with a third-period onslaught uh, against the Penguins. That was stunning to see that. It's like bang, bang, bang. The Kings with like three consecutive goals early in that third period the other night against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, very impressive with the way they played uh, in that game. Uh, I like L.A. here. I lean to the over, too, because Seattle you know, continues to struggle to keep the puck out of their own net. And L.A. has actually scored uh, three goals or more in three straight games and 13 goals in the last three games combined. So five and a half, this game, I think, might get its way over the total. And I like L.A. here at a short road favorite price, getting around uh, minus 115, minus 120 uh, in this game. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Kings and Kraken. Yeah, I'm I'm stunned to see this cheaper price of the Kings. Like, they're much better form than Seattle right now. Uh, it's mentioned in the chat. Yeah, this is their first game on the road after being home for seven straight. Uh, you don't always see them. You know, that's not really uh, like like the reverse where if it's a seven game road trip and you come home uh, for that first home game, you kind of want to you know stay away from. I think if anything, uh, they'll be kind of charged up and geared up to you know be in somewhere different for for a while. Uh, and playing a division rival, trying to get two points. This is a this is an LA team we talked about. It. They're going to be scrappy like this all year, find these ways to to win. And uh, we're laying a, a decent number. I think this this price is just off. They should be laying a dollar forty, dollar forty five, in my opinion. So we're getting some good value here. I'm going to go with the Kings. All right, like in LA, uh, Bon Kiki, you make a good point. They aren't great on the road. The Kings are six and eight on the road. I do admit that. I mean, a lot of their wins have been at home. But you're playing Seattle. They just can't win right now. They just cannot find a way to win a hockey game. And whether it's they don't get an extra save, they don't get the bear down on a great chance they have, 
they're just finding ways to come up short. And look, their penalty killing hasn't been good at all. The Seattle crack, and they have given up a power play goal in uh, at least one in seven of their last eight games. That's not going to get the job done uh, at all. And the Kings power play has actually perked up lately. They've scored a power play goal three of their last five games. So special teams has really hurt. Penalty kill has really had a tough time lately. Uh, for the Seattle Kraken. We'll see if their special teams' struggles continue tonight. Uh, Speaking of Pittsburgh, the team that L.A. beat uh, in their last game, Pittsburgh looks to bounce back tonight. They're taking on San Jose. Pittsburgh minus 160, uh, road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, Penguins, like I said, it was a third-period onslaught, essentially, uh, against the uh, LA for the L.A. Kings against the Penguins the other night. Uh, Not a good third period. They weren't too thrilled about it. We'll see if they bounce back here. I like Pittsburgh in regulation here. You get this close to even money uh, in this game. I like that quite a bit. Like I said with San Jose, show me a win against a good hockey team, and and I'll be interested maybe in backing them. And that's been the issue for the Sharks lately. The last five wins, two of them against Philadelphia, they're in in a tailspin right now. They beat Arizona in a shootout, barely. Um, they beat Buffalo 3-2, to two, and they beat Detroit in overtime 3-2, a Detroit team that's terrible on the road. Those have been the wins for San Jose. When they played better teams, look look what's happened. They lost 8-5 to Pittsburgh uh, earlier this uh, just earlier this month. They lost to Vancouver. They got shut out by the Rangers 3-0 uh, in their last game. San Jose, to me, is one of those teams. They can beat up on the weak. I don't trust them to step up in class against some of the better teams in the NHL especially a team like Pittsburgh that's not very thrilled about the way the game got away from them the other night uh, in the third period uh, against the uh, LA against the LA Kings. So I expect the Penguins to bounce back here in this one. Uh, no projected goal, no confirmed goalies yet. Tristan Jari projected. I would think they probably give him a shot here at a rare bad night. I guess you could say the other night against the uh, LA Kings, particularly that third period. There could be a, uh, a Zach Sachenko sighting in net tonight for the uh, San Jose Sharks uh, because again James Reimer is uh, not available uh, they've been really riding Aiden Hill quite a bit uh, and uh, I think there looks like Bob Bugner at least after the last game hinting that he might give Aiden Hill a bit of a rest and if we see Sachenko, uh he's played one game in relief this year in the NHL for the Sharks it was that 8-5 loss to Pittsburgh you know where they pulled uh, James Reimer early and he ended up saving 21 of 20 of 21 shots in that game, but he has not started a game yet for the San Jose Sharks this year. So we might see Zach Sachenko uh, get his first start of the year here for the San Jose Sharks. But either way, Pittsburgh around even money, plus 100, minus 105 in regulation. Uh, that's the bet I like here. Uh, Alex, what do you think, Pittsburgh, San Jose? I'm going to that Pittsburgh first period puck line. You can get that land a half a goal at plus 160. Didn't cash in their last game, uh, but they've still been on a 10 and two run where you got a San Jose Sharks team that has not scored uh, within the first 10 minutes of the first period in five straight. So that definitely feels like it could be a spot where we see Pittsburgh, like I said, try to bounce back off of a bad game, get off to a good start early and get out of that first period with the lead. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that. Chris Otto has definitely been tracking that as well. The one thing about Chris is he not only gives you the first period, second period, third period total, he's been tracking these streaks yep. with all these teams as well. Yep. Puck line streaks, total streaks, and the Pittsburgh puck line streak in the first period has been very, very strong lately. Again, it finally didn't cash the other night against LA, and sure enough, they lost the game as well, but definitely I wouldn't talk anyone out of coming back to the well with that tonight at a nice plus price, Pittsburgh minus a half goal 
uh, in the first period tonight against uh, San Jose. Uh, all right, the final game from tonight's slate is Ottawa taking on Edmonton. Uh, we've got uh, Edmonton minus 200, home favorites in this game, six and a half, the total uh, pretty much across the board in this one. I certainly would lean over the total a little bit. I, I also think Edmonton could win this game. And for even with the struggles, they've been off for 10 days. They've lost five in a row. Of course, the Vultures were circling with that five-game losing streak before their pause. Uh, there's no doubt. And, you know, they've had time to basically try to get their shit together. And we'll see if they come out flying here tonight against Ottawa. I like Edmonton here first period puck line. This is a first period puck line for me on Edmonton. I think there's onus early in the game. Start strong. Uh, Jarek has pointed it out that the Edmonton Oilers have been brutal giving up the first goal. And believe me, I know it. Uh, they've been absolutely terrible in terms of getting scored on first. If they're ever going to shake that, it's now. They've been off 10 days. Figure it out. You're going through a funk. It's time to get your shit right and, and turn things around if you're the Edmonton Oilers. You know, you should be full of energy with this all this time off. Uh, and I think they've got the potential to come out here with a very strong start here uh, in this game against uh, Ottawa. Uh, who is, of course, uh, on this uh, Alberta swing. They played a couple nights ago, of course, in Calgary. Very impressive, but, man, was uh, Calgary ever lethargic or yeah, played like a bunch of uh, dopes, as uh, Don Cherry would say. Dopey. That's the way the Calgary Flames played uh, on Thursday night. They were beaten all over the ice to loose pucks uh, by the Ottawa Senators uh, in that game. Um, this is the one time I'm going to take a shot. Edmonton first period puck line. They've been slow starters. But man, I mean, if you're ever going to bring some energy and get yourself out of this kind of funk you've been in uh, during this five-game losing streak, it's tonight, full energy, five, 10 days since you last played. First period puck line is about plus 125, plus 130 here uh, on Edmonton. And I do like the over a little bit, six and a half. It's juiced as well. I just don't know what I'm going to get from our guy that's in net tonight. Stuart Skinner is going to be the starting goalie here for Edmonton. And I think Dave Tippett, he said this in his press conference. Stuart Skinner might be auditioning, believe it or not, Alex, to be the number one guy, at least for the short term, for the Edmonton Oilers. Mike Smith's injured again. What else is new? He's 39 years old. He just can't stay healthy. Uh, body parts made out of cotton candy and plastic at this point in his career. Uh, and he right now is out uh, for the Edmonton Oilers again. Miko Koskinen and is clearly the coach and the team don't have much confidence in him right now and we heard what Dave Tippett said about the mistake he made uh, against um what, what who is it the Rangers game he made that mistake behind the net gave the puck away it yeah. led to an early goal he said it's a brutal mistake you can't make it so they're not exactly brimming with confidence about the recent play from Miko Koskinen either and he's kind of been fighting the puck lately you have him struggling you have Mike Smith injured he is making it sound like that if Stuart Skinner comes in there tonight Alex and plays well in the net, they win this game. They break the losing streak. This could be Stuart Skinner's net for at least the short term right now moving forward. So that's going to be something to watch for. You know, they've called him back up. His numbers aren't actually that horrible. They're, they're not great, but 2.7 goals against, 916 save percentage. And he actually did play a little bit better in the most recent starts he had in December for the Oilers. So interesting to see if he can take advantage of this opportunity. It's like Dave Tippett is saying, here you go, Stuart. You got a chance to prove yourself. You got a chance to kind of fix what's been ailing us in between the pipes. Let's see if he can get it done tonight against Ottawa. 
Uh, I still, uh, you know, have some doubts because, you know, he definitely has had his struggles as well. But, hey, Smith's been injured and inconsistent. Koskinen's fighting the puck. Can't hurt to give the young kid a look, and maybe he can spark something. So I'm on Edmonton first period puck line and also a little smaller bet over six and a half here with Senators and Oilers. Alex, what do you think here? Ottawa, Edmonton. Yeah, you made all good points to, toward leaning the to, to back at uh, Edmonton here. If anything, I would be looking at probably playing a adjusted first period over dollar uh, fifty. That's, you know, uh, sadly, that seems to be reasonable with some of these teams lately. But uh, I think you can get a little bit better of a price waiting a couple minutes with that. Uh, like you said, with, you know, if Edmonton continues to start giving up the first goal and we know uh, Ottawa can have their, their inconsistencies in net as well. So we can easily see uh, maybe this is one of the spots where both teams to score in the first period. You can get a good plus price with that, maybe in a plus 150, 160 range. Might even just go with that instead of uh, just l- trying to wait for a better price to lay with the first period over. Good stuff there. Matt Murray was in net against Calgary. Uh, I was going to say he played pretty well, but Calgary didn't really test him as much. They were. It's beyond. Uh, there's not enough words to describe how poor Calgary was in that game. They really were bad against Ottawa the other night. Uh, we'll see if Edmonton can be better. As far as the uh, COVID situation, remember this team was ravaged with it uh, before uh, the pause. Uh, but for the most part, like Ryan Nugent Hopkins looks like he's still uh, on IR with a lower body injury, not a COVID situation. So he's out. And it looks like in terms of uh, COVID protocol, uh, Benson and Fogel, Warren Fogel may still miss this game as well for Edmonton. But uh, outside of that, looks like everybody else is ready to go. They're going to have Pooley-Arvey, McDavid, Hyman, Dreisaitl, uh, Yamamoto. Uh, it looks like they've gotten through a large majority of uh, their uh, COVID issues that they had Edmonton. So uh, they should be fairly close to full strength other than the guys they already had out uh, prior uh, to the pause. So, and look, they've talked about it. Got to start fast. We got to finally get the first goal. So uh, situationally, it, it, it couldn't set up any better for Edmonton. Could they screw it up? Yeah, because they're not playing well going into this game, but I'm taking the chance that they have that strong start. And that's why I'm on Edmonton first period puck line minus a half here. Uh, plus 125 and also like an over six and a half a bit. All right, before we wrap it up with best bets, the Sunday game tomorrow, the only Sunday game, it's Vancouver and Washington. Uh, Washington minus 205 home favorites at DraftKings right now, six the total uh, shaded to the over uh, in this game. Of course, it's back-to-back for both teams who are playing a Saturday afternoon game uh, today. Uh, Vancouver against Carolina and of course, Washington against the New York Islanders. So uh, we'll see. Uh, if these teams, uh, who, who they have in net, obviously, uh, going into this game uh, on Sunday. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see who they go with. Washington, to me, is not a team I'm going to be looking to lay minus 200 with. Again, let's see what they do today uh, against the New York Islanders, but they are struggling right now. Their blue line without Dmitry Orlov looked awful, and he is one of their better defensemen. I mean, they look terrible against Boston without him. Until they get him back, I do worry about uh, Washington a little bit. Uh, we'll see how this one goes. Uh, Vancouver at the end of their road trip. Actually, it keeps going, believe it or not. They have one more stop in Nashville uh, later this week, and then they'll finally return home to play Florida. So the longer this road trip goes, maybe a sloppy game tomorrow. Could see some goals, but again, let's wait and see how tomorrow goes. First thought is even if this is a back-to-back for Vancouver, with Vancouver playing Tampa, Florida, and Carolina, as much as we love Ovechkin, and Backstrom and Kuznetsov and Oshi and who they've got up front, Alex, you got to say right now, this is the easiest opponent for Vancouver on this road trip. This is an easier opponent right now than Carolina, Tampa and Florida, because Washington's not on their level uh, at the moment. So 
We'll see how the games play out today with these two teams, but initial gut reaction, because that's all we can give you right now with this game tomorrow, is Vancouver at the plus price for me. I'd be interested if the circumstances are right uh, on maybe a a shot with Vancouver tomorrow uh, as a road underdog. Uh, Just initial thoughts, Alex, the Sunday game tomorrow, Vancouver, Washington. I'd probably stay away from a side here, especially now with the with Demko starting because a lock on COVID protocol. I mean, you might see Spencer Martin in net uh, for that game yeah. tomorrow. If anything, I'll probably be looking at the first period over uh, here with that because at least Washington, they're used to playing these day games a bit more than Vancouver. A back-to-back cross-country day game spot, uh, and then you have a third-string goalie. So I probably would stay stay away from Vancouver for sure tomorrow, but if anything, I'd be on the first period over. So I'll tweet that out, you know, and uh, and make that official by doing the plan. There you go. So again, we're not locking in anything official yet, obviously for tomorrow, but that one game, but uh, again, we'll see how it shakes out. You're right. Demko starting today because of a lack having to go to COVID protocol does change things quite a bit uh, for the Canucks. But at the same time, I'll, I'll say this right now, there's no freaking way I'm laying minus two Oh five with Washington. There's just no way, no, how am I doing that right now? Teams lost four in a row. They've kind of lost their way. You can see Laviolette on the bench looks really pissed every single game. Uh, the last few with the way this team is playing right now. So uh, I would only lean Vancouver, but again, let's see the situation. Yeah, it could be goals, especially if we see a Spencer Martin sighting for uh, Vancouver in net on the back-to-back. Uh, but uh, that's the way we'd probably approach it there with the Canucks and the Capitals, the only game taking place in the NHL on Sunday. And that's a wrap, a reminder, no show tomorrow. We just talked about the only game on Sunday, so there'll be no ice guys on Sunday. We will be back on Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, 1 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Pacific. Uh, We'll be back with the Monday edition of the Ice Guys to get you ready for the Monday card. Uh, Before we wrap things up, uh, best bets coming up. 130 live viewers on YouTube. Hit the like button. We appreciate that. Make sure you do that if you haven't done so already. Uh, It definitely helps us out. And uh, hopefully we can help you guys out with our best bets for this Saturday card. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, you know, let's go with the over five and a half of Buffalo Detroit. And uh, you can get that land a dollar twenty and dollar seventeen in a couple of shops too. Uh like I said, Aaron Dell, okay, he had a great night. You know, we're not gonna see that happen two times in a row. And even though this is a Detroit team that's struggling offensively, I think this might be the right goalie to face to get things uh straightened out. So we'll go with the over with the Sabres and Red Wings at five and a half. All right, Sabres, Red Wings, over five and a half for Alex with his uh, best bet for this uh, Saturday card. Uh, My best bet, I'm going to go Columbus, Florida, over six and a half, minus 120. Florida, just an over machine, kind of like Colorado. Uh, And as long as the totals remain six and a half, they don't hit that seven threshold, which I'm waiting. Believe me, I'm waiting with Florida, with Colorado. I'm waiting for a seven because to me, if odds makers were on top of things in the NHL, we would have seen a seven by now with both of these teams with just they're almost getting to seven by themselves in so many games right now, both the Panthers and the avalanche. I'm not buying in Merzlikens on Merzlikens numbers on the road are still pretty poor, even though he had a great shutout performance against Carolina and look, Florida's lighting it up. I'm going to dare that shaky Columbus defense to play well for a second straight game. I'm not sure they can. And on the flip side, I think Columbus can score. Remember, if it's Spencer Knight and net, he was fighting it a little bit, not playing his best, his last stint with the Panthers. Uh, and their offense has been pretty solid, even though their defense hasn't been prior to the Carolina game. And I think they'll find the back of the net. So Columbus, Florida, over six and a half, minus 120 uh, for my best bet. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week 
Monday to on YouTube, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck and the NFL wildcard games as well. And we will talk to you again on Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.